The Big Scottish Football Podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron. Hello and welcome to episode 35 of the Big Scottish Football Podcast. I'm Stephen Mill, he's Ewan Cameron. How you doing, Mr Cameron? You okay? Scotland! And that is the most positive you'll hear, Ewan, about Scotland <sighs> on the podcast today. <sighs> Relentlessly negative throughout the game on Saturday. Moan, 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 moan. Moan, 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 moan. Moan, moan, moan. It was. Right. We, we've only just begun. Yeah. As the carpenters once said. <laughs> <laughs> See what I did there? I, I, I don't even get that reference. You do? I, I don't. We've only just begun. No? No, no. I'm way too young for that. Close to you. No. That's a different song. I know it's a different song, but I'm just doing carpenter <laughs> I mean, songs I, to see if you know what they I, are. I've, I've heard of the carpenters, but I've not. I don't know specifically lines oh, in their song. Come on! So we've just begun, and he's already having a pop. I'm in a good mood, good. right? Excellent. I'm well, just. Good. I've just. I've, I went to see Marty Pello at the weekend. You're obsessed. It's, well, he's of my generation, all mm-hmm. right. He's of, and, and he's a lovely guy, and his songs bring back great memories and nostalgia for me when I was young, free. Single, I was fashionable. I was hot. I don't believe that. No, I, I, again, no, I was a good-looking boy. I was. I was. Oh, there's really? a lot. There's a lot of women out there. Did you hear that sound he made there? I was. Oh, <laughs> I was. Oh, there's, you're talking about yourself. There's a, there's a lot of women out there from my past who're thinking really? he's the one that got away. Oh, no, there's not. There's I, not. There's not there, one woman out there that thinks that. In turn, John, nobody's speaking to you. All right, <laughs> I I am speaking to the audience of the podcast. They see me, they know it. Cool. You see me, you know it. We're going to look back on all the football from the weekend. Scotland, obviously, and uh, all the lower league action as well, I should say. Plus, everyone is raving about the new Scotland top, asking, what is your favourite strip of all time? We've got loads to get through. Thanks uh, whoa, 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 whoa. What? I'm sorry. What? I think the new Scotland top is probably the best Scotland top, in my opinion, but there is a controversy. Yeah, there is. Of course there is. The price. We're we're not going to gloss over the price. And I know that you take the SFA pound, Mr. Stephen Mill, and you'll have nothing said um, negatively about the SFA because you take their pound every other month and you're going to be like... Protecting their name, protecting their brand. I actually get paid through a third party for that. So, who yeah, pays a third party? If, if, if you want the details. <laughs> um, and <laughs> right, so he's going to be very positive about all things Scotland, whereas I'm going to call it as I see it and tell the truth. Yeah, you're just going to be relentlessly he, negative. It, 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 Stephen Mill you know, is a PR man for the SFA, so it, please welcome to the Scottish, the big Scottish football podcast with from the SFA, Stephen Mill, and me, your proper. Scotland Tartan Army football fan you and Cameron okay fair enough right okay <laughs> I can't believe that Stephen Mill has has turned into a PR man for a big corporate entity I mean I didn't see that day why, ever why coming why are you so negative about Scotland though no I'm talking about you no I'm, you know I'm, I mean? I'm talking about you why, why, also, why are you so negative he, about Scotland he also makes a playlist for Dunfermline FC so you can't oh. say anything negative about Dunfermline because he's in with the bricks there as well so he's in with the it's, bricks with Dunfermline in with the bricks with the SFA so this is going to be a really interesting podcast it's Dunfermline when I, Athletic I think you'll find right, as well so, so when I get a wee bit negative about our performance at the weekend and about the price of the strip watch Mr PR man here defend the SFA what's on your playlist for Dunfermline Athletic Stephen Julian Banjos. Oh, very good. <laughs> Gypsies, very, tramps, and thieves. Very good. The, the Falkirk fan across there. Aye, yeah. What's that, 11 points to get up now? Oh, 11 points. Move on. Move 11 on. Point. Yeah, I thought so, yeah. Uh, if Scottish Rubble were a bakery as well, we'll yes. get to that a wee bit later on. And we've got a new one for next week as well. But let's start with Scotland on Saturday. Three points, three goals, a clean sheet. What more do you want, you and Cameron? Okay, for those of you who did not hear the big Saturday football show, Stephen Mill was trying at the start there to put some sort of like negative spin on something that he may have said on Saturday. The guy clearly didn't listen to anything that I was saying because I said at one o'clock in the afternoon, an hour before kickoff, that I fully expected Scotland to win. I had no doubt about it in my mind that Scotland would win. And I said that they would win by two goals to nil. Okay, they won three nil. But there was never any doubt in my mind because the team that we were playing were 110th in the world rankings and are the lowest ranked team in the group. I'm glad you brought up what you were saying on Saturday because I've got it right here. 
but the longer it goes on at 1-0 they'll get a wee bit more confident they will push on in the final 5 to 10 minutes and try and get something from a set piece and or a mistake we, from and Scotland and then we can hit them on the break but what I'm saying is that's, that's this, how it's going to work so what was I right or or were you right, right. there okay because Cyprus they did push forward I'll give you that you, you were correct there mm-hmm. they did push forward in the final 5-10 minutes and then what happened Scotland scored another two goals and made it comfortable in the dying minutes and or, th- yeah, but but that's, what was, that's exactly what I said would happen and that's what happened you, you interrupted me while I was in my flow deliberately Mr. SFAPR man, <laughs> just give me a chance to um, explain my thoughts ahead of the game. There's no explaining against Cyprus, right? This is a podcast. There's yeah. no rush here. Don't need to do everything in two minutes. We can debate stuff. I said at quarter past one on Saturday afternoon we would win comfortably. I didn't see us being troubled by Cyprus because they're 110th in the world rankings and they're the lowest ranked team in the group that we are in. What I said to you, and I stand by it is that we will win, but I'm not concerned about that. What I am looking at is a performance. I want to see a performance. I would see us on the front foot and get after them and score goals. I thought we were pretty poor. I thought it was a bit pedestrian at times. Now, you could argue, Scotland did what they had to do, which is what we fully expected was to get the three points. Nobody didn't think we wouldn't get it. I just had an issue with the overall performance and the way that we approached the game. That was my negative. That was the only negative for me. I also do not like the 3-5-2 formation. I don't like the back three. I've always said that, and I'm sticking by it. Robbie Nielsen does it at Hearts. I've got a real issue with it. I think Scotland are not set up for a back three. I think we're far better with a back four, and that has been proved in recent results. The four previous games to the game that we played there against Cyprus, we got three positive results with a back four because Andy Robertson was injured. But as soon as Andy Robertson was back, we shoehorned him back into a back three and we lost to Turkey by two goals to one and we were overran in midfield. Now, you could have played Stephen Mill, the SFA PR man, in the back three for Scotland at the weekend and would have won. I could have been in goals instead of Angus Gunn and we would have won. But you can't go with a back three against Spain. If we go a back three against Spain, they're going to pass round us and they're going to absolutely hammer us. We need to match up in the midfield. So you think if we play four at the back against Spain, we will beat Spain? I never said that, but we'll, we, no, need no. To, we need to match up with them. So do you not think it's entirely possible we could play four at the back against Spain and get battered as well? I think there's less chance of it happening if we play a back Based four. If we, if we listen, I watched. Right, look, well, we'll get. Do you want me to talk about Norway just now in Scotland? Uh, no, no we'll Norway and Spain. We'll get. We'll get to that. We'll get to that in just a wee second. Right, I, 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 I just okay. want to well, say, we'll, no, we'll get just, to Spain in a second. Three, five, two. You've got a problem with that. I've got a huge problem with that. So when we are playing bigger teams, he's always going to play five at the back. All right, he just does. He's, right. go, he's going to play five like we did against England at Wembley. And we got the draw, nil nil, played really well. Croatia. Yeah. Played yeah. five at the back. Yeah, I know. Right. Czech Republic but played what? five at the back. I bet. Ukraine, we're, we're, talking, Ukraine, we're talking about a different Ukraine level. Ukraine, World Cup qualified at hand and played five at the back, and we got overran in midfield. Got beat. We then go back to a back five against Turkey in that friendly, and they overrun Why us. Keep going on about this but Turkey talking... friendly, like anyone cares about it. What? He brought Andy Robertson back in on Saturday, and he got two assists. I'm not... he, set, he set up two of the goals. I'm not saying you drop Andy Robertson, you tube. So you drop Kieran Tierney, who absolutely strolled out of the weekend. Played so well at the weekend, Tierney. What does Man United do? Let's let's talk about Man United for a second. Why are we talking about Man United? Man Man United got to do anything. Man United play a back four. And who's... So? Wait a minute. (laughs) What's that got to do with anything? See, my knowledge of football is greater than yours. Bayern Munich play a back three. Bayern Munich play a back three. They're unbeaten in the Champions League this season. Once I make my point, you'll understand what I'm I'm getting at, right? So Manchester United play a back four. Their left centre-back is Luke Shaw. Luke Shaw is generally a left back. So you could Luke easily... Shaw's been playing left back this season. No, he's been playing left centre back. No, no he he's has. Not. He has been playing he left centre back. He's not. played oh. once or twice no, at left centre back. He's been once, once or, or twice. twice. Right. Okay, you need to do your research, boys. Right? You know nothing. I mean, you're so blinkered 
He's been you're, playing. You're, you're, he's you're, been you're, playing Martinez at left centre half. Your football knowledge is not particularly good. I am here to educate you. Are you suggesting Luke? Wait, Luke Shaw has not been playing at left centre half. I never said all season. So I just said but he in? has been playing at left centre back. He played a number of games. He played in the cup final against Newcastle left centre back as well. Anyway, here's my point. You could easily put Kieran Tierney in at left centre back with Andy Robertson at left back. As a two. Kieran Tierney as a two. Why? And, What's wrong with putting middle? Kieran? Martin is a smaller than Tierney and he plays at centre-back for Man United. Luke Shaw's about the same height as Tierney and plays at left centre-back for Man United. Height doesn't matter. It's about your football knowledge and you're putting a McKenna next to him or a Hanley or a Hendry or something. We need to get oh, away from... Hendry! We need to get away from 3-5-2. That's my point. We have to get away from that because I don't think it suits the players. It's square pegs and round holes. It really is. I think if we go with a 4-2-3-1, that's what I would do. And my four would be... Obviously, right back, you've got Hickey, you could have Patterson, whoever. You'd have Hanley, McKenna, or possibly Hendry. Both who are injured at just, the moment. I'm just saying, I'm just talking generally here. You could have Tierney at left centre back, Robertson left back, the two in front, McTominay. Wait a minute! You're talking what? so no, much nonsense. Listen to me, McTominay. Luke Shaw has been playing at left back for Man United in the cup final. Martinez was playing, wait, wait. Varane was playing, oh, Dallow was right, right back, and right. Luke Shaw was I'm right back. I'm telling you, against Fulham, to be fair to you, he no, did play he, left centre half for a wee bit. He for played, a wee bit. He's played at left centre back a lot of games. This is right? not. He has. He's not. Right, he's anyway, not. My, my point is that Tierney can play left centre back, and in front of them, McTominay and McGregor. And then in front of them, supporting the attack. Why are you dropping Ryan Jack? Ryan Jack had a good game at the weekend. Why are you dropping him? Uh, no, I, but that, that, but I, as my first choice would always be McTominay. That's just my opinion. Right. So I would have McTominay and McGregor sat in front of the back four, right? And if, if need be, McTominay can drop in while, uh, while Robertson and Patterson do their things uh, in the fullback position. And then in front of them... You're dropping Hickey then, who played really well. Well, whoever. But then you've got McGinn in front of them, supporting the attack with Christie possibly... Do you know what I mean? I mean, you're... you're it's, what's, what's your issue with 4-2-3-1? I don't have an issue with 4-2-3-1. Right, well, shut up then. Well, why are you arguing with me? But Because I think this suits the players that we've got it better. It doesn't. It, it really does doesn't. It, it does, though. Right. It, do you think he'll... I was listening to Clyde Super Scoreboard on Saturday when I drove home. Yeah. Jim Duffy, Gordon DL, Mark Wilson, who know better than any of us, they said... We have to go with a back four against Spain because if we don't, they're going to overrun us in midfield. Those are three pundits. They'll overrun us anyway. They're Spain. They will overrun us and I respect each of them because they agree with my opinion. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly. But they're right. They're absolutely right. And then I flicked over to another radio station and I heard, who was it again? Some nondescript person on another station <laughs> um, was also saying as well that his fear is that we'll get over on midfield if we go with a back three and he may have to tweak it to match up against Spain. And I think they're well, right. If he does that, then fine. I, I, ju- I, I just. I hope he does, but I, I think just... he's stubborn. I think he's a stubborn manager. I would play Tierney though. If I went to a back four, I would certainly not play Tierney in the back four. Because I, I actually agree in ways with you against Spain. I think we should go for a back four, Ewan. Right, John, John. But I would not put Tierney in at left centre. John, half. but you look at the size of that Spain team. I watched them against Norway. They don't put crosses in. It's all about pace and movement. It's all about ticky-tacky football and all that kind of thing. So there's got, you've got nothing to worry about in regards to height if that's what you're getting at no, with Tierney in a left centre back. It's more about the positional sense because I don't even remember at Celtic Tierney playing as a, if, if, a, in a two if he like, can play left centre back in a back three he can play left centre back you, in a back four you're obsessing over something that we have no control over why are you if, putting if, your head in your hands because I'm just it's just not you're building this up to be a big big massive thing and I just really don't think it is tactics and it, formations is a huge part of football and if you get it wrong it if you get the team selection wrong it'll come back to bite you what I'm saying is is that Stevie Clark the Scotland manager needs to be a wee bit more flexible and instead of trying to shoehorn players in because they're our best players isn't the best decision for a team let's look back right Sven Joran Eriksson when he was in oh, charge of England Sven, going back 20 years <laughs> to talk about Sven Joran Eriksson right, Sven Joran Eriksson, right? When he was in charge of England. And he tried to play Gerard and Lampard and, and Scholes and all that stuff. But, but he wasn't doing what was right for the team because he had to shoehorn the best players into the team. 
So that was to the detriment of the team overall because it made them lopsided or it made them not quite gel. And I think you have to sacrifice either Tierney or Robertson for the best of the team. That's my point, and I've always said that. I'm not just I, saying this I on the back th- of Cyprus. I don't think you do, though. I've you been don't saying know. it consistently, Stephen. I know. I, I know. I've heard you consistently <laughs> going on and on and on about it. Honestly, the obsession with this three at the back or four at the back, he might tweak it tomorrow night. And will you come on the podcast next week and say, oh, well done, he's put four at the back and we get beat 5 no. Will you? Of course you won't. You'll be slaughtering them. You'll be absolutely slaughtering them. Because you'll be like, got his tactics wrong, should have played three at the back. I've been saying that all along. God almighty. Right, okay. Right, I've had my say on it. Okay. So do, do you like square pegs and round holes? I think that Kieran Tierney is more than capable of playing on the left-hand side of a three and playing very well. He overlaps. He did that so well on Saturday. I thought I thought the left-hand side was by far... That, that's where everything was coming okay. Do you think that Kieran Tierney can play in the left centre-back position in a back four? Yes. Right. So you'd have no problem if they was to make that decision? No problem. Right, OK. So I've, I've so, got nothing against four at the back. So can I you, just don't see it as a massive issue like you do. If can, it changes it to four, then fine. Can you put a square peg in a round hole? Can you do that? <laughs> what are you talking about? Can you put a square peg in a round hole? Kieran Tierney. I'm asking you... The, no, I'm talking about... Uh, if I gave you a, a, a children's toy... Right, and I gave you a block, and it was square, and I asked you to put in that round circle. Could you put it? Could you? Could you insert that square peg in a round hole? Could you? Could you do it? Shut up! Without without having a a, a tool at your mercy, so you you couldn't force that in. So wait a minute, you would drop Kieran Tierney to play, for example, um, Dominic Hyam. Who's never played for Scotland before? No, again, again, you're, so, you're, you're putting words in my mouth. I would play Kieran right. Tierney. You play Kieran Tierney, right, centre back. Right, so what but you're putting a square peg into a round hole. Exactly. Doing? You're doing exactly what you're accusing me of doing. Yeah, but I can do it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, found, I found a way to put the square peg in the round hole. So listen, this is how Saturday, this is how Saturday was, right? This is how Saturday actually was. First half, I thought we did okay. Absolutely dominated everything. Cyprus are a Old gang, they were never going to nah. pose us any threat whatsoever. If you're listening to the big Saturday football show during the second half, you'll have heard you and Cameron wetting his knickers over the second half performance. Now, it wasn't great, I'm not going to sit here and I thought we were amazing the second half, we absolutely weren't. But what happened is exactly what I said in that clip. They were quite happy for Cyprus to have the ball because they knew they weren't going to do anything with it because they're absolutely terrible at football, so they were quite happy. Cyprus just sitting there and trying to hit them on the break. Last 10 minutes, Cyprus tired. We ended up winning the game comfortably. Three points, three goals, a clean sheet. You can't ask for more than that in the opening of a campaign. Yeah, it wasn't a perfect performance. John McGinn, I actually agreed with him after the game. He was like, listen, yep, happy we got the win, but lots to improve on. Steve Clark said the same thing after the game as well, and I completely agree. They agreed with me. No, you're just being relentlessly negative about it. Again, I'll ask you, can you put a square peg in a round hole? (laughs) (laughs) So, um, I found a solution. Can you? (laughs) Well, we won won on Saturday. Tuesday's a different kettle of fish. Yes, it is. Spain are a complete different level from not just Cyprus, but from us as well. Spain are a fantastic football team. That's not to say that we can't cause them problems. I think we can. And especially with the crowd at Hamden, um, off the back of the weekend, with a positive result as well, the players are going to be confident going into it. I think he'll make a couple of changes. Probably the team that ended on Saturday Chance. might be the one that mm-hmm. starts. Mm-hmm. I think Dykes will come in, obviously, because Shea Adams is injured. He'll definitely come in, I would imagine. Shankland, obviously, getting called up as well. Um, then I think Christie will probably start, even though I thought Armstrong did well in the first half. Second half, he faded out of the game, but I thought he had a decent game in the first half. And... Also, I think McTominay probably will start mm-hmm. ahead of Ryan Jack as well. Yes, I agree with that. Um, I, I think he'll keep roughly, he might tweak a few things, but I think it's going to be the three at the back again, probably looking more like a five uh, when, when Spain are attacking. But I think that squad and that team is capable of putting in a big performance. And if we can get a point against Spain... That would be huge. Massive. It would be a huge, huge result. I I will say this to you. 
Tell you what, just quickly. Go on. If he sticks with the three at the back and we manage to get a 1-1 draw against Spain. Are we doing cartwheels? Exactly. Right. So that, so that my whole point is, you're, I think like you're obsessing over the three at the back, which is fine, but I think you're obsessing over it and I don't think it's that big an issue. If he tweaks it, he tweaks it. If he doesn't, he doesn't. And I don't think playing four at the back is going to make that much of a difference against Spain, to be perfectly honest. So on Saturday, we beat Cyprus and I'm already worried about Spain. So I sat down five hours later to watch Spain take on Norway in Spain, in Malaga. Mm -hmm. And I watched the entire 90 minutes and I came off the back of watching that game thinking, oh, we could get something from Spain at Hamden tomorrow night. Because Norway, who aren't a great side, let's be honest about it, they created some great chances. I mean, Sorloth, the striker, at 1-0 in the 78th, 80th minute, misses a sitter. I mean, literally one of the worst sitters you will ever see. I mean, he's in front of goal, on the volley, and he skews it wide. I don't know how he misses it. Kepa made a couple of really good saves as well. Norway opened them up. They played it really, really well. And what they did do, which I thought was really good, is that they went a 4-1-4-1. And what they did is that the two wide men, as soon as Spain lost possession, they were really quick down the wings and were playing them in behind to get in behind Spain and get crosses into Sorloth. Odegaard was pulling the strings as well. I was impressed with Norway because I think they got their tactics right. But ultimately, Spain went on to win it comfortably 3-0. But up until that point, Norway were in that game Kepa was their man of the match for Spain. He was outstanding. So because of that, I think we've got a chance on Tuesday night. I really do. I think we could get something from this game. If we get it right tactically and the crowd get up for it, we could get something from it. And I wouldn't even go... I, I mean, I would also go even suggest we could steal it. We could I, steal I, it. I wouldn't go that far. No, I, I, but I based, based on, when we, we're not, we're I think, not, I think we're, Spain, not big, we're not big fans of Norway. We don't think they're that great a side, and their the recent record would prove that. And, and I thought, obviously, the Haaland is injured at the moment, so wasn't playing, um, which is a massive, massive miss for them. But they've still got Odegaard. Sander Berger's good. Uh, Elianus is a decent player yeah. as well. They do have decent players. We're not saying that at all. But I mean, the, 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 the one thing I liked about Scotland on Saturday, we could bring players on that made a difference affects the game Christie made a difference McTominay made a difference yeah. Dykes made a difference as well all three subs made a difference and you look along the bench and there's actually mm -hmm. a bit of depth there as well not up front we're struggling up front yeah. and we always uh, we always will be for the foreseeable by the looks of it uh, Shanklin's obviously coming into the squad because Adams is injured so he'll be the sort of backup yes. for Lyndon Dykes he'll probably come on later on I would imagine but if you, if you take that out for the rest of the team We've got really good cover, I think. Yeah. And you're, ta you're, you're taking a player off, you're bringing on a player who's just as good, I think. And, and they're also playing at a very decent level yes. with decent football clubs as well, which I, is, why, I don't I'm, think which is I, why I'm more confident about the Spain game than I was on Saturday. I think Norway have got a pretty decent start in 11, but beyond that, no, no, nothing. So, no so much. No, nah, there's nothing. So a couple bench. of injuries, a couple of suspensions. I noticed Odegaard got uh, booked at the weekend yeah. as well, so if he picks another, up another booking yeah. during the week then that means he'll be missing for the game in the summer. Correct. So there's, there's stuff like that that comes into play as well. So uh, I think, I'm, I'm calling it right now, we're finishing second in this group. I think we're going to qualify through the group. No hassle with playoffs. We've got that in the bank, which yeah. is great. We managed to get that, win the Nations League and all the rest of it. But I think we're qualifying from this group. There's enough in this team, there's enough in this squad that we can finish above Norway Tuesday is almost a free hit if we get something fantastic if we don't that means we just need to hope Spain batter everyone else which it looks like they're capable of doing Producer John are Norway playing tomorrow night again? Yeah they will be yeah No there's only there's five oh, no. teams in each group so I don't know if they're Might playing because um, uh, Georgia have still to play so I wonder who they're playing it might be Norway at home I'm guessing if it is Norway are away to Georgia. Oh, they're away to Georgia after being away to Spain. Wow. So that's a tricky one for them. So exactly. Yeah, and and, and by the way, Georgia away is going to be a tricky one for us because he's got the boy up front that plays with Napoli, yeah. who is um meant to be absolutely sensational. He's unreal. So um but again, the rest of the Georgia the team isn't No, it's ordinary. It's ordinary. Yeah. So um By the way, could uh, Georgia please get a draw against Norway? 
because then it puts all the pressure on Norway when it comes to the game in the summer against them. But I know you're you're very confident finishing second, and I've also predicted that we will finish second in that group. But I don't think it'll be as easy as you think it will be. I, I don't think it'll be easy. I I think, I think it goes to the wire. We're cap- but we're also capable of going to Norway and winning. We're absolutely capable of doing that. My my fear for that game is it's at the end of a long hard season. It'll be for both teams. Yeah, it'll be for both teams. It'll just who's going to be Odegaard maybe just won the Premier League with yeah. Arsenal. Haaland could be involved Champions in the League as well. Yeah, stages of the Champions League. So I think there's it's going to be tight, but we are we are more than capable of going to Norway and winning. If somebody said to me right now, you get a point against Spain tomorrow night, I'd bite your hand off it. If somebody said to me, you're going to get a point in Norway, in Oslo in the summer, I'd bite your hand off for that What's as well. interesting about Norway's fixtures, they play Georgia tomorrow night, then they play us at home, then they play Cyprus at home, and then they play Georgia at home. So, so they, three home games. they'll be looking at that and thinking... Nine points. If we can get nine points yeah. for that, that puts us... And then they're away to Cyprus, and then they must be playing Spain, then they play us in the final game yeah. away from home. Yeah. So... Um, it's going to be tight, but I think we are capable of beating Norway in Norway. And if we do that, that's a huge step. Oh, if we beat Norway, Norway's done. Second. It's done. And again, if Norway drop points against Georgia, that puts us in a great position. Yeah. A great position, because that means that if we can go to Georgia and win, which we obviously haven't always done, but... My thinking on that is we're due a win in Georgia. Well, see, that, <laughs> do you know the, you know the jo- oh, there's a song there as well, isn't there? Um, midnight, 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 in to Georgia. To Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. midnight in Georgia. Midnight okay. in Georgia. Who sang that? Midnight train to Georgia. Dusty really Springfield. Is. No, no, was it? no. It was Gladys Knight. Very good. Well done, producer John. Midnight train to Georgia. Different Georgia, though. though. We've only just begun Georgia, like Atlanta, Georgia, as opposed to. Yeah, I know that. Oh, the Masters are on this week in the Caucasus. Um, right. Uh, what? Any that's that's where the that's where Georgia is. That's what they call. Oh, part that of the caucuses. Yes, yeah, yes, exactly. yes. What? Um, any more for any more on Scotland before we move Scotland, on? Scotland, Cyprus. Nothing. Oh, I'll, ask you, I'll, I'll ask you just very quickly. Steve Clark, New Deal to twenty twenty six. Good decision, bad decision, or do we just need to wait and see what happens with this campaign? Do you want my honest opinion? I don't know, but you're going to give it anyway, so that's fine. I find that quite baffling that you would give him a new deal when he failed to get us to the World Cup. I would be saying, right, we'll wait until after this, this qualifying campaign. We'll wait until the summer. Once we get four or five games out of the way and then make a decision about giving a new contract. He failed at the Euros and he failed to get us at the World Cup. Why are you rewarding failure? Okay, to spin that on his head a wee bit. Most successful Scotland manager since Bertie Volk's getting did, to play Did we get to the World Cup? No, no, no. I'm just saying, I'm just saying on the... If, if we're taking if all things being equal okay. most successful Scotland manager since Bertie Folks I actually got us to the playoffs yep really disappointing in the playoffs got it wrong against Ukraine totally accept that won the Nations League group which is all you can ask for them so that means we're guaranteed a playoff for this which is great we've got something in the back pocket and we're two promotions in a row in the Nations League as well I'm less fussed about that but the fact that we've got the playoff already sorted, that's not a failure. He's not failed on that one. You'll give him that. The Nations League. Yeah. Well, it's, it's a fact. Yeah, I know, but yeah, I'm saying. giving it to him, obviously. It's a fact. Yeah. I can't take it so, away so, from him. So, so it's, not, it's not been complete failure. Yes, there have been failures. Of course there have been. Failures when it matters. That's my problem. <laughs> no, but th- this, is, this is your problem. You, you decide when it matters and when it's not. because The, the World Nation- Cup matters. Of course it absolutely The Euros matter. When you've got two games at home, we, we got, should be doing better. We got to the playoffs of the World Cup, which is better than any manager's achieved in 20 years. Okay? So that's something. Yep, didn't quite get make the final step to the World Cup. We had a game at Hamden, we failed miserably. Yeah, we did. Yeah. But we, we got there, which is the most important thing. Uh-huh. And then the Nations League... We won the group. Okay. We won the group. And I know what you're going to say. We only qualified for the Euros because we had the playoff. But you can't give Alex McLeish credit for winning the Nations League and getting a playoff and mm-hmm. not give Steve Clark credit. No, I'm giving for him credit for it. It's fine. Secondly, yeah. I, and I think this is a, another crucial point nobody wants to be an international manager. And that's the reason why Gareth Southgate has still got the England job. He would have been emptied long ago. Yeah. I think probably. Yeah. Because the fans don't like him. And I think that Scotland, you look around, who are we going to get? David Moyes is probably going to be bin for West Ham. 
Is he an option? Is he just a slightly better Steve Clark? He's not going to going to come in and revolutionise anything, is he? You know what I mean? I'm I'm looking I'm, about. I'm, I'm looking about and thinking there's not much there. International football no. is not the attractive option that it once was. That's why Gareth Southgate is still the England manager. That's mm-hmm. why that's why Roberto Martinez keeps getting jobs <laughs> somehow. That's how Ronald Koeman keeps getting, getting jobs. jobs. I know he doesn't. Like, like, international football I, isn't as attractive. I, I, I don't know. At this moment in time, just without doing much research, that we're going to get anyone who's much better than Steve Clark. Right, you're suggesting that I'm 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 saying that, that Steve Clark should be relieved of his duties. I'm not. What I am saying is we've rewarded failure with a new contract. So right? if, we, if he qualifies for the World Cup, eh, sorry, if we qual- if we qualify for, for the, the Euros, Euros, for the Euros, success, great. No, but what I, if I'm the and, S- the, and, I'm, and then uh, somebody uh, comes in and gets them, we're we're left with nobody. And we're left with his contract was up at the end of this campaign anyway. But I would have waited until he's near the towards the end. That's all I'm saying. They're obviously confident that we're going to qualify. Okay. And, I, and if we qualify, that's a success. Oh, that's what we want. Yes. But I, I've just I just thought it was a bit they jumped a gun a wee bit and given him a new contract when we haven't even started this campaign yet. Is it not nice to see a wee bit of loyalty in football? So when are you next heading out with Stevie Clark for a pint? I've, I've <laughs> never been out with uh, Stevie Clark When are you for next a pint? sitting down I've with your Stevie paymasters to interview him? I, I've, I've not interviewed him since the last time. Have you got Stevie Clark in your ear right now on a on a no. on a headset or something? You got, absolutely not. You got um, frame PR in your head just no, now? No, absolutely. SFA not. SFA big bosses there in your ears? Absolutely no, absolutely not. No. Willie Hockey or somebody? Anybody? <laughs> well, after the Queen's Park stuff, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't think Willie. I don't think Willie would be very happy with that. Um, I just think fine. Like I, I'm the I'm the same. If we if we don't if we don't qualify, it looks like a bit of an own goal. But I do think we'll qualify. So therefore, confidence I, in the man, show confidence, show loyalty, and I, I give actually, him a boost. I actually like what he said in his interview, which I didn't do, by the way, um, after he signed the contract, and he was like, "We've made progress. It's um like it's undisputed that we've made progress since he took over. I mean, even look at the crowd, right? It's a sellout on Saturday. His first mm-hmm. game against Cyprus, there was about twenty-eight thousand people there, or something yep. like that." So that in itself shows that there's been progress because people are buying into it more. Secondly, I liked what he said when he was like, we've got to this stage, but now we need to qualify for tournaments regularly. And once we start qualifying regularly, it makes it easier. And this squad of players, I think, is more than capable of doing that. And he's obviously got confidence that they can do that as well. So I'm more than happy with the that. The squad have underachieved up to this point, in my opinion. He, I, I bet you he would say that as yeah, well. I, I think bet you he'd say that as well. When you've got two games at home in a Euros, we should be doing better. And when you've got a playoff at home against the Ukraine for a World Cup spot to go and play England and Qatar, we should do better. He made changes too late in that game. And I'll never forgive him for that well, because that, that really hurt me. So okay. I wanted to take on England in a World Cup and but we'd, pump them. We didn't, and we didn't, and that's why I will never forgive him. Cool. Can right. we, we move on. We can move on. The Big Scottish Football Podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron. Right, let's. I was going to say, let's spin through the rest of the stuff that happened at the weekend domestically. So, congratulations to Hamilton Ackies who won the SPFL Trust Trophy final. Well done, Reagan Tubble, with the goal, a backs to the wall performance for Hamilton after the sending off. The sending off was ridiculous, I thought as well. Very harsh sending off. Ryan Fulton, fantastic in goals for Hamilton. John Rankin had this to say after the game. He said, see when we lift that trophy, I'll believe it's happened because everything that could have went against us today did. This group of players have given us everything. Since January, the turnaround in the group has been incredible. I'm not surprised that Reagan scores. He's been a sensation for us since he came in. Uh, and he mentioned Dal McGowan, who you've mentioned a few yeah. times on the podcast as well. Uh, he also said, uh, he was asked, how are you going to celebrate? And he was like, well, I've already got three kids, but... Don't be surprised if there's another one due around Christmas time. <laughs> so, a great night for Mrs. Rankin last night as well. Uh, congratulations to Hamilton. Elsewhere in the Championship, a few games on Friday night. Bit of a shock. Are both beating Queen's Park? Oh. By the way, are both are going to be fine. Are both are going to stay up. They are on 28 points. They've played a game fewer uh, than Cove. And they're already two points in front of them. Hamilton remain bottom, but have two games in hand over Cove and one over Ardbrose. Uh, Queen's Park, on the other hand, 
They are taking uh, four points off of Dundee at the moment. So they're four points ahead of Dundee. Well, we're saying that, Stephen. Sorry. Um, Dundee do have a game in hand. Is this where... This is it. Do you think this is this it? This is it. I thought Dundee, um, their last game, who was it again? They were... Who were they playing again? They won 4-2. Was it here? They were down in that game and then the fight back was on and then they won. I thought that was a huge statement from Dundee that night. And I thought, is that the game that turns their season round where they then go on to catch Queen's Park? And I think Queen's Park slipping up against our broth has put, has really opened up the door to Dundee. Yeah. It's like Queen's Park don't want to win the league because every opportunity they get to stretch their lead over Dundee, they never take it. I know. So it's going to be really close. Again, another league championship that's going to go to the wire. Do we rule out Air United, who are just a point behind Dundee? They're on 49, Queens Park are on 54. They've played the same games, though, so I guess there is that. They'll still have each other to play, though. Air United beating Cove Rangers 3-0 on Saturday. Yeah. Uh, Dippo getting his 23rd of the season as well. And Cove only one point in the last seven games. They're dropping like a stone. See the striker at Air? I can hear me. Yeah, he is possibly moving to a bigger club in the summer. Is that your sources tell you? Oh, yes, the sources back again. And I'm going to tell you another one right now. Well, I know where Nubley might be going. Remember, I keep, I keep mentioning Nubley. He's, he's, he's at Livingston. These your sources, yeah. Yeah, my sources have informed me that uh, Mr. Nubley, who signed a new deal at Livingston, will be moving to a club in Edinburgh. Does it begin with an H? Yes. <laughs> well, there you go. We'll leave it. Uh, does it end with an S? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. We'll see what happens there. Uh, Inverness, Caledonian Thistle beating Partick Thistle in the BBC game on the Friday night. So that pretty much ends Partick Thistle's hopes of getting anywhere That's near done. the title. Done. Yeah, nine points behind now, but. You know, they're still in fourth place. They're two points ahead of Morton. Inverness, six points off the playoffs. Yeah. They do have a game in hand over Partick Thistle, though, so that could be down to three. Uh, they got a chance of sneaking in, obviously. If they, nah. get in the, if they get if Inverness get in the playoffs and they get to the final of the Scottish Cup, what season that would be? I'd be an unbelievable they're season. they getting to the final of the Scottish Cup, though. Uh, well, I mm. exactly. Uh, they play Falkirk. Partly is Sean Welsh saying it off was ridiculous I've it's, not seen it's it it's one of the worst but uh, John Robertson was in hospitality I was in hospitality the other night he yeah, was, said yeah. they'd immediately put in an appeal straight after the game it was that bad it, it's, it's one of the worst decisions you will see are we doing a, a WTF VAR nah we're not no. it's, it's just I wanted to mention a couple of wee things from the European Championship games at the weekend uh, nobody cares no uh, but because no the reason I was doing it is, is to defend our referees and our officials if you think it's bad here in Scotland you should see some of the decisions that VAR have been making in the European Championships. Did you see the penalty that was given to Kazakhstan against Denmark? It is one of the worst decisions you will ever see. Did you see the Kazakhstan equaliser though? Oh, the 2 2 game. Uh, is it 2 2? To make it 2 2. It's a screamer. It's one of the goals of the season already. But see, see the penalty that gets them back into the game and go 2 1. It's ludicrous. It's scandalous. And I'm telling you right now, the bosses at UEFA will be hauling that referee over the coals for making that decision. It was I, shocking. And then I've did you said see it the, for years. Did, it's the anti-Danish agenda that UEFA have. Yes, it's, it's exactly that. Did you see the penalty? All these Swedish folk at UEFA just did, hating on Denmark. Denmark. Yeah. Did you see the, the penalty that Italy conceded against England? That was just as ludicrous as a game against Denmark and Kazakhstan. It's this anti-Italian agenda <laughs> that UEFA had. It's just ludicrous. No, I mean, and that's the chat about VR, and I can't really be arsed talking about it, to be honest with you, but VR is a shambles elsewhere as well. I know. It's this sort of like pretense that oh, it's just bad in Scotland. No, 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 it's bad here and it's bad everywhere else as and well. And it's bad in the Premier League and it's bad in the Champions League. Yep. Your biggest competitions. Look at the World Cup and some of the bad decisions. Let's move on to League One. Uh, do we because, have to? Yes, we do. Because on Friday night, there's a couple of matches. Uh, we'll start with uh, Falkirk nil. Kelly Hartsnell, you were there. I was. And John, how was it? It was well. There was a couple of ridiculous decisions. We scored a perfectly legit goal, which was ruled off. I did hear that. Was it definitely uh, onside? Yeah, go and have a look at it. Absolutely ridiculous decision. And we had a queer penalty. Was not for the first time this season. <laughs> Two hands on Callum Morrison, pushed Soft. over in the box. Nah. 
by Joe Carroll. By the way, see, Callum Morrison, he's way too good for you. Uh, but he can't spell his name right, so uh, that's a problem as well. <laughs> Who spells Callum with an N at the end? <laughs> I know, it is a ridiculous... C- What's going on there? C-A-L-U-M-M-N or something. Stupid. Uh, anyway, more drop points for Falkirk, which yep. means on Saturday, Dunfermline go to Montrose, the only place that Dunfermline have lost in the league this season. Is it? And we holds them 3 1. So that means Dunfermline are 11 points clear at the top of the table, have one hand and one and a half hands on the table. And the worrying obviously. thing is, if we get beat off Clyde next weekend, or draw, Dunfermline can win the, the championship at Falkirk. <laughs> The following weekend So oh, I want that Clyde, to happen no, Come on Jim no, Duffy on, We've Jim always Duffy. loved you Duff Even I want to see that happen no, I don't want to see that That would be brilliant All the Dunfermline fans Turn up at Falkirk For a title celebration Dunfermline sold out Their allocation yes. in an hour Yeah <laughs> <laughs> We've sold out Our allocation they already They know what's coming Do you remember The last time Dunfermline won the championship Right We beat Wraith Rovers In a big game Martin Hardy scored And all the rest of it We actually won it The following week against Morton and then we got the trophy the following week and their opponents that day were Falkirk <laughs> and there wasn't a big Falkirk travelling support that day no. I think there was about 32 Falkirk <laughs> fans who were there <laughs> and obviously about 8,000 Dunfermline but you weren't one of the fans I who came was. up I didn't no. give that one a miss give that one a miss well we'll see what happens a week on Saturday as well uh, elsewhere Airdrie are on fire at the moment 5-1 against Clyde uh, Gabby McGill a couple of goals we've got Callum Smith Frizzell in there uh, Devenny and tell you what going into the playoffs you and Cameron Airdrie well we say that's about playoffs Momentum is so important And they can score goals They absolutely can They scored a barrel load Airdrie What was it 5, 6 and 7 In the last yeah, three Yeah 18 yeah. in the last three But they always bottle it In the playoffs anyway They scored so. 18 In their last three games Of course uh, Famous uh, Falkirk Never never bottle things <laughs> Do they <laughs> uh, Big result for uh, Marvin Bartley Actually Friend of the show Marvin Huge. Bartley uh, Beating FC Edinburgh By 3 goals to 1 yeah. In the capital as well Queen of the South Are 7 points away For the playoffs Probably left it just a wee bit too late. They're on a good running form, but seven points is a big gap to make up when there's only six games left. Uh, Aloha, by the way, are chugging along fairly nicely. Uh, also won on Saturday against managerless Peter Head. Uh, David Robertson getting the bin during the week after, what, only a handful of games, really. Yeah. Hasn't worked out at all for them. And uh, Aloha, only four points behind Falkirk. Now, Falkirk do have a game in hand, but it looks like Aloha are definitely in the playoffs. They're going along nicely under Brian Rice, so they could be they could be causing a few problems as well. Not going to be easy in the playoffs, just as well that we've won the league. Finally, in League Two, it was a big, big game between Stirling and Dumbarton, and it finished all square. So it's as you were, Stirling Albion two points clear at the top of the table ahead of Dumbarton, who were league leaders for so long this season. But it looks like it's going to go right down at the wire. It is only two points, isn't it? Massive win for Bonnie Rig on Saturday as well. Leapfrogging Albion Rovers. They are now ninth in the table. But again, they're only a point above Albion Rovers. And unbelievable. I, I didn't actually notice this until a couple of weeks ago. Elgin have been dragged right back in it as well. They're only three points off the bottom of the table as well. So squeaky bum time at Borough Briggs. And of course, they lost 2-0 to East Fife on Saturday as well, who are third in the table. It's all a wee bit tight for the playoffs as well. 1-1 between Steny and Forfar and goalless between Annan and Stranraw. Just want to remind you of my prediction at the start of the season. Albion Rovers would either finish bottom or win the league. Brian Brian Reid also got sacked on Saturday night yeah. as Albion Rovers manager. Uh, Albion Rovers currently are bottom of the league as I predicted or I thought they might win the league so it's either 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 one either or exactly so you were kind of right sometimes yeah the big Scottish football podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron right we have some strips to talk about because the Scotland strip is a beauty oh it's the best I think it's the best strip in decades so we put it on Twitter last night at Big Football Scott if you want to follow us, if you want to get involved. And we've literally, we've had hundreds uh, get back to us in terms of the greatest strip they have ever seen. Not just Scotland, to be fair, there's lots of other ones as well. Uh, Dogger Saints podcast, he's the first reply, so I'll go to him. A cracking St. Johnson strip. 
purple I don't and like green. That. You don't like that? That's no. disgusting. Right, what I'll do is I'll, I'll just show you all the strips and you just tell me whether you like them or not. So okay. Hibs Retro, I've got involved a classic Steve Cowan number with Buckta on the front of it as well. And it's got those little chev chevrons on yeah. the sleeve. Yeah, and the collar. It's not yeah. bad, actually. Yeah, not bad at all. Uh, let's move on to David Badura, who says this Inverness strip from back in the day it is actually quite nice I do quite like that at all if you like to describe it's it. disgusting disgusting Don't it's like an that. eyesore it's got like a red bit at the top and a blue bit in the middle it's like half red half blue uh, hello to blue Gary sleeves. Walker who's picked a couple of ranger strips so these look sort of uh, 80s oh, you early. don't like these ones yeah you like these ones it's a, that's a early 90s that's a sort of Mark Hately strip that reminds me of that is the Mark Hately blue strip the one before that yeah. the white one classic cr smith in the front of it as well uh what about let's go for oh there's uh, the pink flamingo another rangers fan you'll like this one as well this is sort of no i don't like that dick advocate that was the advocate i remember yeah, yeah. neil mccann wearing that strip yeah um what else have we got here as well we've got uh, a couple of old school newcastle strips that have come in this is david gill on it uh we've I, got do you know what Tino I, see when it comes to football tops i don't like tops with stripes I don't like I just like what a about, plain top what about I don't uh, like stripes what about hoops I don't like hoops either no <laughs> stripes oh I see you did there yeah very right. good uh, a few Morton ones coming because obviously we've got a big Morton contingent who listen to the show yes. hello all the Morton fans yes and we always speak about you every single week Chris McNulty has sent in these ones a classic Umbro Morton number Do it's a like? stripe I don't like the stripes what about the yellow and blue oh, one oh the then? yellow's nice it's, that's very Brazil like yeah very Sweden yeah almost. Sweden, and yeah. what about the classic tartan one Buchanan <laughs> toffees Buchanan yeah, toffees classic Morton top. Well yeah uh, what else have we got here oh we've got a classic Bankies home strip from 77 and 78 oh let's see that uh, David Lundberg has sent these in look at that I that, love that that's a belt. you know it reminds me of the, the Peru strip a wee bit it is actually yeah you're totally like the right. Peru strip yeah. yeah absolutely oh here's a classic Liverpool one I know oh, you're a Liverpool, on. fan. I'm a Liverpool fan Hitachi. oh that is that's an, I remember Sammy Lee wearing that yep that is a good one as and well soonest. Javier Monton says this is the best Scotland strip probably from a few years ago around about 2013 2014 yeah, I mean maybe. yeah I like it but I, I'm not a fan of the collar the best Scotland strip for me I love the strip that we've got out just now for the 150th anniversary but I did like the Scotland top from the 1986 World Cup. You know the one that had the, yeah. the stripe on the shorts? The top for that was stunning. But I also like the 1978 World Cup top. They are very I, good. I've got that in the house and I absolutely adore that strip with the V-neck. Yeah. Gorgeous top. Absolutely gorgeous. Ian Porter has sent in a few ones as well. A classic Newcastle McEwen's Lager on the front. McEwen's Lager, yeah. Uh, also the Rangers one. That's a sort of Gaza strip, isn't that's it? That's a Gaza strip, yeah. Yeah, and uh, I, I can't see what this is. Is this Morton? Yeah, that's Morton as well. So another Buchanan Toffees one. Looks like Argentina. Yeah, we wee bit Argentina theme with that one. Uh, what else have we got here? We've honestly, we've got loads of them. If you want to go and look at just the uh, the full list, by the way, as I said, it's at Big Football Scott. Uh, some absolute belters in there. There's a classic Rangers one with David Cooper on it. As well, oh amazing! So yeah. great, Strip McEwen's Lager Umbro number. I've got oh, this is one of my Andrew Fotheringham. Thanks very much, pal. Don't fair fan sending this one, and it's a green and purple number from back in the day. Oh my word, landmark, uh, landmark, Class. landmark furnishing. <laughs> I mean, that's the, some of the actual sponsors as well are hilarious. Can I, can I just say, it's, match winner always seem to do the best tops. Remember the old match winner? They're yes. back, by the way, as a company match winner, and they're starting to make retro tops again. Oh, tremendous! So um, match winner always. Like, what was your favourite Dunfermline top? I bet it was a match for Eh, uh, I, I can't really remember. I remember one in, I think it was about 2000, 2001, 2002, and it was actually predominantly black with the yeah. thin white yes. pinstripes. Yes, yeah, I remember that, yes. That reminds yeah. me Barry Nicholson, yeah. Andre Skerla, Stevie, Cla Stevie, Stevie Crawford. Crawford yeah. yeah, so uh, I, I really like that one. I can't remember who made it, though. Um, it might have been Lecoq Sportif. <laughs> 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 yeah, exactly. Uh, the 1996, sorry, back to about 94, I think, Scotland strip. The Tartan one. Oh, that was the Euro Euros. 96. That was the Euros in 96. I wasn't a fan of that top. No. Although... 
it does bring back memories of that Ali McCoy school against Switzerland that yeah. right foot thunderball in the top corner hello to John the Clyde fan who sent this in as well it's uh, the centenary top for Clyde which was worn in 1978 Stunning And it's It's, it's lovely. actually It's that's a better That's, that's really a lo- nice That's yeah, a lovely top With the red collar Like that one as well I've got another few uh, Classic hip strips The one with Frank Sose Good strip Car- Carlsberg yeah. on the front yes. as well Yeah another classic How Hibs did one. he end up at Hibs? I've got no idea <laughs> What a player uh, What else have we got here? We've got Oh France Platini Oh, that is now a thing that of beauty. is a thing of beauty. From oh, I'm guessing that with must the be red like stripe at the top, then white Would ones. Would that have been '82? Was that the, the, the tournament when Schumacher knocked out? What was the French player's name again? Uh, Batiston. Batiston. No. That was it. Yeah. 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 I don't know where I pulled that from. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I honestly don't know where I got that. Anyway, you can go and look at the full list. And by the way, we're actually, uh, we're making some renovations here at the radio station. Are we're they? looking for decorations. So, if anyone would like to send in an old strip, it doesn't need to be your favourite strip, but if you've got any old strips that you're thinking about chucking anyway... Give them to us. Give them to us, right? If you want to DM us on social media and your strip could have a starring role on our new wall of strips that I've just decided that we're going to have <laughs> the now okay? where, where are you pinning them up about oh we'll get it sorted that's fine <laughs> uh, we'll get we'll get it sorted it'll look good so if you want to DM us if you're interested in uh, having your strip on the wall then we can do that it doesn't need to be your favourite um, because you know these things are sentimental and I know we don't, we're not asking you to if there's in. one that's shit that you don't like we'll take <laughs> it off you precisely that <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm getting at. Okay, right. Let's quickly move on. And uh, do you want to do our new game next? Yes. Yes. We, so We've created a game because there's not been much else to talk about because there's also no premiership football. And um, John decided that he was going to create a game that Steve and I would go up against each other. He's created a jingle as well. And Has he? And here it is. Here's the name of the game. The Ace of Clubs. The Ace of Clubs. The Ace of Clubs. <laughs> this is good. Do you think That's why I get paid the big box, everyone? Do you think Callum will pass his probation at STV? <laughs> or... <laughs> Fingers crossed. Intern no. Callum, come back, please. <laughs> All is forgiven. Right, we thought, you know, it's been a quiet week in club football, yeah. international football's on. So we thought we'd do Ewan versus Stephen, right? In a game called Ace of Clubs. Right, now in front of me, I have. Scotland players that have all surpassed the 50 cap mark, much like um, Callum McGregor did yes. the weekend, right? Uh-huh. I am going to give you the club sides and you have to tell me who it is. Oh, who the player is? Yeah. Oh. So I'm just going to run through the club sides. So that's why it's called. Wait, the noise. Push the button. Yeah. The Ace of Clubs! The Ace of Clubs! Right, okay, right. We get it. First to three wins. You've got to buzz in when you think you know the answer. If you do buzz in, no. Get out of the game, play hands to the other person unless they get it wrong. Okay. How, do, how do we buzz in? Just Give say, me your buzzer, Stephen. What will your buzzer be? Uh, my buzzer will be... Okay. My dog's 50 kilos. <laughs> okay. <laughs> my dog's 50 kilos. Dog's 50 kilos. Uh, Ian, what's your buzzer going to be? Okay. Right. Remember, they've all got over 50 caps for Scotland, these players. Right, you ready to play? Yep. Yeah. Ace of clubs. Okay. okay, let's go. Fantastic. First player. No, you need to play the jingle again, mate. Right. Oh, Jesus. What are we playing? Playing... The Ace of Clubs! Okay, right, okay. Right, okay, let's right, go for it. Right. Who will be the Ace of Clubs? Okay. Right, first player out. Teams are Kilmarnock, Chris Boyd. You didn't buzz. <laughs> Chris you're Boyd. Wrong. wrong answer. He's not wrong more than 50 so, caps. So easy, easy. Stroll in here. Uh, Kilmarnock, Rangers, Everton, Norwich City, Heart of Midlothian. Uh, Mad Dog's 50 kilos. Stephen A. Smith. 1 0. Thank you very much. Next Uh, one on the Ace of Clubs Morton. Leeds United. Manchester United. Mad Dog's 50 kilos. Ewan was in first. Is it Dickoff? Wrong answer. (laughs) Control hands to Stephen. Do I need to press my thing again? No, I heard it. Mad Dog's 50 kilos. Let's press that again. It's Joe Jordan. It is Joe oh, Jordan. <laughs> right, 2 0. Lovely nil. stuff. 2 0. This is going so well for you. Right, right go. Right, okay. This is, this. Here's one. Right. Dundee United. Full stop. Full Mad stop. Mad Dog's 50 kilos. Stephen Mill. Paul Sturrock. No. Dundee United, full stop. You and member over 50 caps for Scotland. That's what it has. 
You in? More a small pass. Correct. Yes! Two one. Yes. Get in. Two one. Right. We went to the same primary school. Me and Morris Malpass. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, and high right. school. Yeah. Right. Next up, an ace of clubs. Okay. Are you ready? Uh huh. Yeah. I think you'll get this one quite quickly. Hibs. Celtic. <laughs> you in? Gary Caldwell. Oh no! Oh, oh it's wrong. Oh no, Stephen. No. Oh, no. This is for the win. Scott Brown. Brown. Oh no, you no. You should have held on there. You should have. Oh. If I was to give you Monaco. Oh, Emma John Collins! Fulham. John, John Collins. Collins! Why did you not just wait for the rest of the team? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't, he had I don't a tap know. in. He had a, a tap in. in. No, he's winning 2 1 anyway. Just right. Right. Okay, okay, right. Next player up. All right, okay. Is this, right, right. Is this the final first one? one. First 23. Okay. This is for the one for you, for Stephen. Dundee United. Derby. Blackburn. West Ham United. Rangers. Charlton Athletic. Portsmouth South End 50 kilos South End For the win Stephen Mill <laughs> For the ace of clubs I can tell you For the ace of clubs That player Is, is none other uh-huh. Than Mr uh-huh. Christian Daly Well done Stephen yeah! <laughs> Christian, Christian. The ace of clubs. Cheats. Oh, Cheats. <laughs> oh, tremendous. You are the ace of clubs, uh, Stephen yeah. Mill. Thank you very much. The Big Scottish Football Podcast with Stephen Mill and Ewan Cameron. Let's do it, Scottish football. We're a bakery. We ask you this week for your suggestions on at Big Football Scott. So John McCormack says James McPakewell Tart. <laughs> Okay, happy with that one. Ian Black Forest Gatto, Big Eccles Cake. Are we going to go through every single one of these? Yes, we are. Uh, Hello to Darren Hodgson, who says Frank Sausage Roll. Not bad. Russell Latapai. No, not getting anything. These are pish. Uh, Scott Killen, Scott Sinclair. No. No. Scott Baines, which is quite good. Uh, And Greenick Morton's Rolls. What's Bane? Baines the Bakers Oh Baines the Bakers Yeah uh, John Bleasdale says Brian Yeaston uh, We've got Jamie Brennan Coming in with Sconor Goldson <sighs> Alfredo Morelos Ryan Flapjack And Chicken Bake Young <laughs> I got a small A small titter I would say that Yeah uh, Matt Evans Seab Seab Pikestra Pikestra Ross1874 Willie Balls the Baker uh, Rocky Road Bashiri. Nah, not getting anything. Sam McElwain says Bundy United. What? Bun. Bun. Bundy. Oh, I like I like a hot cross bun. Do you like a hot cross bun? Nah. I do. And do you know what I like about a hot cross bun? It nah. goes lovely with a cup of tea. And it goes very nice with some lure pack butter in it once you've heated the hot cross bun under the grill for a couple of minutes. I'm not a big cup of tea fan. I don't drink a lot of tea. Uh, but but, but the hot cross bun, it works really nice. I'll try that, okay. Uh, Fergus Blythe says, Will Loaf Flood. Will Loaf Flood. Ange Pasty Coglum. <laughs> These are so bad. I mean, you can just, there's no reaction. I mean, it just says it all, doesn't it? Keysun Yum Yum. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's it. Now we're getting there. And Yeast Fife. Uh, JD says John Brown Bread uh, Mark Warburton of course Hovis Mugabe It's quite good actually <laughs> I like that uh, Nizzy says Sergio Panini uh, Rakarik says Rio Atati Scone And Mark McGee's Crispy Roll uh, Robin says Ewan Cameron tends to waffle A load of rubbish Who said that? Uh, Robin Robin Fly away <laughs> Davy, but Davy Rowison. I actually, that took me a few seconds to register that you'd actually said that. It's the part worse. Robin fly away. So that that's probably one of the worst weeks that we've had. I would say, and this is of no fault of yours, John, because uh, I should have known as well. We have done 
if Scottish football. Now, I asked you before I started I know, this I know, show. I, I, I said, know. Well, I've been on this show. I don't remember doing <laughs> the bacon one before. No, I said to Stephen, have we done Scottish bacon? He said, no, no, that'll, that'll do. That'll, they'll love that. They'll, uh, that'll, yeah. that'll be a good one. Well, uh, nobody yeah. else has picked up on it because I didn't hear it. No, I think a couple of people did. Oh, did I got a couple of tweets, yeah. Because oh, okay, so, we actually did if Scottish football were a butcher, a baker, or a candlestick oh, maker. Right, okay, so, yes, yes, we yes, did yes, it back yeah. in the day. So next week, we definitely, definitely haven't done this. If Scottish football was wrestling. Yes, <laughs> oh, no. yeah, so that's your favourite subject. I hate wrestling so with a this, passion. This is off the back of Hacksaw Jim Duggan was in Aberdeen <laughs> last amazing. week, getting a tour of Pitodry. Who's he? And uh, oh. Oh, big big wrestler for back yeah, in the day. Yeah. Plus, it's also topical because it's WrestleMania this weekend as well in Los Angeles. So keep your eyes on our Twitter page at Big Football Scott. Here are some examples for you: Stone Cold Nathan Austin. Are we really doing this? Nobody cares about the wrestling unless you're 18 or under. Bret, Bret Hart's? Bret Hart's. Bret Hart's. Yeah. I met him. Jake the Snake Hasty? I thought it was quite good. We got Rowdy Roddy Grant as well. So yeah. you can message us at Big Football Scott and uh, yeah, we'll stick a post up there and uh, yeah, you can put your suggestions in for that. If Scottish football were wrestling, there'll be some good ones coming in. The more creative, the better. Thank you very much for that one. Right. Uh, any other business, you and Cameron? Robin Flyaway. Robin Flyaway. <laughs> yeah, I think that's actually a, a good time to end the podcast. So uh, I've been Stephen Mill. Here's you and Cameron. Thank you very much for listening and putting up with us. Remember, you can find us on all your usual podcast providers and on Twitter at Big uh, Football Scott. And we're on Instagram and Facebook as well. Just search for the Big Scottish Football Podcast. Don't forget to subscribe to the show on whichever podcast provider you use so you don't miss one. And you can rate us as well. Give us a big, juicy five stars, please. Get your tweets in. We'll be back next week at the usual time for another brand new episode of the Big Scottish Football Podcast. Bye bye for now. We're Robin and we're flying away. (laughs) 